Hey, Rhonda Brunson, welcome to the Picking Strawberries podcast. Thank you for being a part of this community as we are searching for the beauty every single day. My guest today, Donna, was a survivor of domestic abuse and a model for the Choose Courage Foundation. She has started over several times in her life as an abuse survivor when she got remarried and then when she came home from doing time in prison. I think that makes her an expert, and she has some really fantastic advice on what to do if you find yourself in that space. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. If you're looking for a community who's searching for the beauty in every day, having authentic conversations about how we can give back and make this a better place, I encourage you to subscribe to Picking Strawberries. Join me and my guests as we're talking about real things, real life, and how we can take the positive and make us better and all the people around us shine brighter. Miss Donna, thank you so much for being on the Picking Strawberries podcast today. This is a conversation I have been looking forward to since I kind of threw the idea out there a long time ago that maybe you could be a guest for me. I met you through the Choose Courage Foundation. You modeled, you're one of our kind of towards the beginning of the foundation, five, six years ago now, that I met you and you're a survivor of domestic abuse and you modeled for that awareness campaign. You have started over more than once in your life. What stands out to you as the most dramatic times of change, of growth, and just that beginning again that has happened for you? The starting of a process, Rhonda, has been the most dramatic thing. Uh, You know, you can fall down. You can stay there, but the hardest thing is to do is to get up. So that's been very traumatic or the very, you know, thing for me in the change is just getting up and starting over again. So I think that's been my, my most dramatic thing for me. Dramatic part. So you've had more than once in your life. Let's speak to the times just so people kind of have your background. When have you started over in like, I mean, we all start over every day, right? I mean, I, I do feel that or there's seasons. What have been the big, like, this is the start over point? There's been three. I've had three major start overs. I, I think about, I reflect on. One would be like, I, this is my second marriage. The starting of that has been very fearful, but it's been 28 years now. So that's been great. My second thing would be, I was once or formerly incarcerated. And starting and coming back from that, that's been seven years now that I've been home. That was very traumatic and changing. And then um, being a survivor of domestic violence. So starting over from there has also, it's been like my third thing, I would say. It's been just starting over in life. Starting over. So what I find really fascinating is you're, you're saying three things. So we have being in prison, being a survivor of domestic abuse, but then, you know, your remarriage, which is a positive start over, right? So start over doesn't always have to be hard and negative things. It can come from a positive place too. And I, I do feel like when we talk about beginning again and starting over, we forget that right? That we can start over from a good place as well as something that was maybe more difficult. You're right about that. I'm not to say all three of those things for me. Um, let me touch on being incarcerated, coming home from being incarcerated. I was one of the people that would say, hey, you do the crime, you have to do your time, you know, they get what they deserve. And then being in that place, 
and seeing things that happen to people because I'm not your typical person. They look at and say, hey, oh, you should be in prison. And she's coming out and being reformed. Like I don't have the same stereotype or, you know, things that attach to you of going into prison. So coming out of there actually gave me something else to want to fight for and saying, hey, and I'm starting and I had to start over. Like I had to get a new job. I had to start over to, you know, new places and I had to give up my passport. I had to give my passport back. So starting over from there has been actually a good thing for me because now it, it gave me more strength. It gave me a reason to fight for reform because, you know, it's a lot of things we don't know happen behind bars that, you know, even though you're still human, we still need to fight for those things. So that has been, that was a rewarding thing for me as well. And marriage, my second marriage, yes, this has been definitely, I found my, my happiness and I'm like, and this is my person, you know, everyone says they find their person. So this is my person. So it's been really great for me in this. And from domestic violence or being a survivor, I found my voice. So all three have been definitely positive for me for starting over. I think that sometimes people stay stuck in situations because they fear that that starting over, like their fear of that unknown outweighs where they're at. And so then it just keeps them there. For you, how did you push through that fear or what were maybe some strategies that you used during the times you've had to start over? You're so right. I use fear for me to push me because I was the unknown and I didn't want to fail. And I can tell you with domestic violence, that face of my daughter was definitely one of the reasons I pushed through. The fear of her growing up in that environment pushed me through. So knowing I had her to, to have to depend on me is one of the reasons I said, no, I cannot stay in this. And that last incident that happened, it just was the fear of just getting out of there. So I used fear as a motivator. And it pushed me to say, hey, I'm stronger than this. I can do this. So that was it. Fear was actually my biggest component of why I pushed through. So like I say, fear can, you know, it can motivate you. Sometimes you're scared when you're doing things like that's different and you're like, oh my God, I'm afraid to do this. But fear can also be a positive thing for you to say, hey, I can do this. I'm fearful, but what's on the other side of it? And I knew I wanted to be on, on the other side, especially domestic violence. I knew I didn't want to spend the rest of my life in this situation. So fear definitely pushed me to um, to do better to move forward. How old was your daughter at that time? She was four. So in that, and during that time too, there was a one of, you know, the time in their lives that, you know, starting to learn and observe and realize things that are going on. So now that she's 32, she doesn't remember any of that. And I, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm glad that I did um, move on. Or, and I did let fear motivate me to just go forward and say, hey, I'm better than this. We can do better than this. And so, I'm so grateful that she doesn't remember any of that. Um, so that's one of the positive things to this. You know, I find it really interesting, and we find this to be a lot in domestic abuse, at least, that's starting over. We will do things for our children we won't do for ourselves, right? They're just, there's something about that mama bear that will come out that we, we maybe if we could put that protection around us, the way we do our kids, it would change how things look too. Because I definitely hear that and see that a lot in domestic abuse situations. But I love what you said about, you know, fear is what actually motivated you. It's taking this hard, scary thing and then using it for the good. I really love that. 
what was the most difficult part? And maybe it was different each time, maybe, or maybe it's always kind of a common theme. When you've had to start over those three times in your life, what would you call out as, okay, that part was hard? Leaving my family was always one of the most difficult things, like being incarcerated. Um, I had to leave my children. I had to leave my husband. So that was hard in that situation. As the force with the domestic violence, the hard thing was I had to say to myself, you let this happen. Like, it's like I'm not like blaming myself, but the hard thing was the reality of saying, hey, you were in this. How did you let this happen to yourself? So, And then I, that was really one of the realizations that I had to come to myself and have you know, this talk with myself and said, hey, this happened. And how did you get here? And now that you're out, so those have been the things for me, just like, you know, owning up to thinking or letting myself realize that, hey, it did happen. I'm out. We're good. And move on. So it's just been like yeah. this moment. Moving We're on, moving right? On. Yes. Yeah. And it sounds to me, too, like the forgiving yourself, right? Like that's not always easy when you're in situations that you have been told or you feel could have been avoided, whether that's true or not is kind of doesn't matter, right? But you have to forgive yourself for right where you are. What have been the blessings? It happens every day. Yeah, forgiveness happens every day. I'm still dealing with forgiveness. I can think back to when I came to model for you. I have been out of my domestic violence situation for about 20 years. Even coming to model, even though we're looking at the beauty side of that, which was great because that gave me strength. That gave me hope. But I thought I was healed. And it opened up some wounds, but it opened up wounds that I that I thought were healed, but they weren't. And they was flushed down. So the coming out, like I said, again, that was great in dealing with that and forgiving yourself. So I had to forgive myself all over again. Oh, I thought I had forgiven myself, but I hadn't forgiven myself. So I'm forgiving myself on a daily basis now and knowing that, hey, you made some mistakes, you made some choices, but hey, you're here and you're living in your truth and you're going through this journey. So that's the good, great part about it. Well, I think that really leads into my next question really well, because that's that's just a, that's beautiful. That's some beautiful statements. What have been the blessings? And maybe that's one of them, right? Just the healing and the forgiveness. But what have been the blessings in starting over? Finding my voice and knowing that I am such a worthy person. Because you get into these situations or you have things happen in life and you think, I'm so not worthy. I'm so not a good person. I don't deserve happiness. I don't deserve love. I don't deserve to be on this platform. I don't deserve to be here. You give yourself all these don'ts and you don't do this and don't do that. And then you get this blessing that comes back when you share your journey or you share your story and you're living in your truth. And someone says, thank you. I can now live in my truth or I'm healed now because of you. So this has been the blessing to be able to pour out and see it comes back you know, full circle. So how have you grown each time or like stepped into that being who you're supposed to be? Then I let go of the shame. Um, So I've stepped into owning up to what I need to do. For me, it's saying, hey, I am a person. I am one little person that can actually help make this world a better place by saying, hey, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay that if you've gone through something traumatic or you don't have to be shameful for it. So that growth for me has been finding my voice. In every situation that I've had, I feel like I didn't have a voice. 
But once I came through it, I'm like, okay, I do have a voice and I can use this voice to do something positive. So that has been for me, the growth of finding my strength in my voice. So, you know, that's made you this advocate, you know, for prison reform, for domestic abuse. It's so many different ways. How does your story really empower you to do that and to just step in that role as an advocate? Because I can, how it helps me to be an advocate. Okay, so like when I was in prison, a lot of women that were in prison actually came from domestic violence. And I never saw me speaking about domestic violence or, you know, being an advocate or saying anything because I had shame associated with that. And that's one thing I do like about Choose Courage that we're, you want to break the, the stigma of, you know, shame because it's there. It's definitely a tag on you. It's like people are always going to say, well, how did you let this happen? You, you could have just left. You know, those are the questions that you get, but it's just not that easy. So me becoming an advocate and watching women that were in prison who actually lost their voice, lost their self-esteem, lost their self-worth. And for me to say, hey, I might be here in this place with you, but I am a survivor of the other part. There is definitely beauty. And you you know, on the other side of this, you can come through this. You just have to work the process. It's, it's not going to be easy, but forgive yourself, as you talked about earlier. And no, it just push forward again. It's just that moving forward again. And it's starting over again. It's hard. It's definitely hard to start over with anything in life. It's like, you know, new friends, new job, new place to live, whatever it is, starting over is definitely hard, but we can do it. We, we can definitely do it. So me being an advocate yeah. for that is saying, hey, no matter what, look at me. I promise you, I'm not any different than anyone else, but I am definitely a person that says, hey, you believe in yourself, believe in your strength and just fight for this. We, you can do this and get people around you that believe in you. They're going to hold you up and say, hey, it's okay. If you need to cry today, you need to just you know, take a walk today. But have people in your corner that you know they're going to fight with you and for you. I love how the two are woven together for you because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that, right? I wouldn't have crossed those over, but the one makes you a stronger advocate for the other, which is really, really interesting. So what do you wish you could have told younger Donna? Younger Donna, I would have said, girl, listen, <laughs> I, I had this phrase <laughs> when I was younger. I was a teenager and I once again, a gentleman had written a book and he wrote in my book, he said, don't take any wooden nickels. And I never knew what that meant. So when I got older, I understood the phrase of the young adult. It means like, you know, don't be naive. Don't be so persuaded, you know, be persuaded by the things of the world, you know, know your worth. And so I wish I would have told myself, you know, as a younger version of me and saying, hey, you are more powerful than you think. You have so much to give. Your self-worth, your self-esteem is so important to hold on to those things and don't let anyone take those things from you. So that's what I would have told myself. Yeah. Don't take wooden nickels. I believe that just became one of my journal topics for me. Don't take wooden nickels. What do you think will make 80-year-old Donna proud? What are you hoping will make 80-year-old Donna proud? To sit back and think about 80-year-old Donna, aren't we? She's probably going to be fierce. So I would say what will make her proud oh, yeah. is that she didn't give up. She fought for her. And she's like, you got this. And so the strength of knowing that I fought for 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old Donna, so 80-year-old Donna can live 
a better life and know that she made an impact in life. So I know she's going to be proud that she never gave up and she kept her strength. And again, she pushed forward, but she's going to be proud of that for sure. Yeah. Just keep showing up, right? Keep showing up. Girl, get up. Yes. (laughs) Girl, get up. When you look out, I mean, our world is messy and amazing and broken. What do you see as beautiful when you look out from your perspective? People. And I say that because people are so beautiful. I travel a lot now. So like going to different places, seeing different environments, different cultures, people are resilient. So to see how a tornado or, you know, hurricane, anything, just things that can just change your life, a fire, what have you, anything that comes in that, that shakes your world. But to see people still come together and give freely and to uplift people when you know that they're hurting and you're just being there for people. I just think we are definitely selfless when we want to be. So I just think the resilience that we have is I think people are just so beautiful because we just all over the world, like things are just people. It's just like you can't. That's the one thing about this world that, that is just so unique are people. I think people are just so beautiful to me to watch. I love to people watch. I sit back and I watch people and to see the things, how they interact, especially with children, because they're so innocent and just just to see the things. And when they grow up, they have their voices and they do things. So I would say people are definitely beautiful to me in this world. Oh, I know on my choose courage journey, like I, I think that all the time, people are awesome. This is so cool. I mean, I know we we feel all the negative, but when you do things, you're an advocate or you step in to give back, you realize just how awesome people are and fascinating, right? It's everyone's story and their journey. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So what is inspiring you on your journey to do that? Keep showing up, to be the best version of yourself, to make that 80-year-old Donna so proud? Me? It's in the back of my mind is saying that I'm making a change. That's what's making me show up. If it's one person, Rhonda, seriously, if it's one person, I spoke a couple of months ago and I talked about being incarcerated and I didn't want to. I was very fearful. I'm like, I'm not ashamed, but it's still that fear of just speaking in front of people. So I'm okay with that. But you never know what to say or if people are going to be offended or you're saying too much, you're not saying enough. So it's that one person in the room, I never forget the lady was crying and then she was like, oh, yes, and then my child just went to prison. I didn't know what to do, but to hear you speak, to know that coming out on the other side is okay. So that makes me show up. That, or to see someone that has come out of domestic violence and they're happy, they're blooming, and they're not shameful. And so that makes me show up. To see people just blossoming and knowing that they are now living their best life, as we say, and they're like happy. It, I mean, you're still going to have your dark days or what have you, but people are saying, hey, I don't have to stay here. I'm good. I, I can get up. It's the getting up and just moving forward that I love to see. So that makes me say, hey, keep going. If it's one person, if it's only, and people say that, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it gives you such reward to know you have someone along the journey. I think if we realize that we all have something to give and that we can help this world change, and be a positive in, in the change, have an impact in their life. That 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 pushes me. Or to be a good person, or like to be a great friend, or just say, "Hey, I don't have to talk to you every day, so I show up for that." But just call me when you need to, or just you know, I just give a little text here and there for people, and that I help them, you know. And it, you know, it's reciprocated. So that 
stops me. Yeah. It's that, you know, when we let our light shine, everybody else has permission to, right? Yes. It brings them up with us. Exactly. I never thought about it that way, but it does. It gives everyone else permission to say, hey, I don't have to have this cloud or this darkness around me. Let me let my little light shine for sure. Yeah. What advice, Donna, would you give to someone who's right in that space of starting over? Give yourself grace and give yourself time to heal and give it, you know, set a plan for yourself, whatever it is that you're starting over from. Write down what you have going for yourself now, what you want to do in the future, what you need to change. But the most thing, the most important thing I would say is give yourself grace and know that you're going to be okay. If you've come this far, you, you can definitely go the extra mile to make it over. So you can definitely start over. So just, I'm just going to always say, just give yourself grace. Fantastic advice. Fantastic. I knew this conversation was going to matter and that someone's going to hear this. You had such great things to say. So I like to close out the show with kind of a rapid fire little question section. Just um, get to know you a little better, kind of close it out, a little bit fun, a little bit serious. Are you ready? Uh, Sure, let's go. (laughs) Okay. All right, here we go. So what is your favorite book or go-to book maybe? It's going to sound cliche too, but I would say the Bible. But really, right now, no, I'm it's like I'm reading a book uh, because I'm in a leadership class, and so I went and pulled one of Brene Brown's old book. It's called Dare to Lead, and in that book, and it's about leaders, and it's like we're we're all are meant to be leaders, all can be leaders, and she gives such great advice, like on vulnerability. She still talks about that. You know, you have to be vulnerable to be able to lead. It doesn't, you still have to have emotions, you have some empathy, you know, you have to have trust and you have to still build to be able to lead. So this book is actually helping me in my leadership class. So I have to do this class for a year. So Dare to Lead right now is one of my go-to books right now that I'm kind of diving into and kind of learning because I'm older, but I think I know how to lead. But learning new things is like, you know, getting rid of the stuff that I've already known and learning new stuff and embracing new stuff. So that's my book. I just don't think you can go wrong with Brene Brown ever. I I don't either. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What movie do you watch on repeat? Bodyguard. That is like one of my all time. When that movie first came out, like that weekend it came out, I saw it like I was in Arizona. So I saw it first in Arizona. Then I came home to Dallas and saw it again. And so I can watch that movie, watch Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston, like over and over and over again. Like that is one of my favorite yeah. movies. Like I love that movie. That's my movie. <laughs> I kind of forgotten about that movie. Beautiful. No, that's my movie. That's your movie. What is your go-to self-care? My go-to self-care is like, I love massages. So that's my go-to self-care. When I know I'm feeling like the world is definitely overwhelming, I'm most of the time it will be like a massage, seriously. And it'll be, uh, I might go to stay in a hotel room by myself. So I'm, I align those two together. When I need to just quiet out the world, when things are just coming overwhelming, I'm like, I'm in a place, I'm like, I'm just like really there on their breaking edge and I just need a moment. So it's going to be two things. It's going to be a massage and it's going to be like, I'm going to get space for myself. I'm just going to shut the world out for a moment and kind of getting my thoughts and get myself a group. Awesome. Do you have a favorite quote? Yes, I do. My favorite quote is, 
ask for what you want or settle for what you get, period. Mm. You either ask for what you're needing from anyone and anything that you might need. If it's help that you need, then ask for that. If it's permission to say, hey, can I, you know, come over, whatever. Ask for what you're needing or you just settle for what you get from people. No one can reach your mind. We're not mind readers. You know, I, I can read your body language a little bit. I mean, I can know when my friends are kind of down and out, but I still don't know what you need. So if you're needing something different for me than what I'm giving, then ask me or tell me. And then I say, so yeah, it will be ask for what you want instead of for what you get. Donna, what lights you up? I would have to say right now, what lights with my grandchildren? That lights me up. Watching. Because you have a new grandbaby. I have a new grandbaby. He's a week old today. Yeah. So watching my grandchildren light me up, watching these little people, and I'm able to, like, I feel like I'm getting another chance to, like, reparent, if that makes sense. So I get to instill in them the things I did. And I'm not, like, running around the world or, like, you know, I have to work and I have to do this. Now I can take the time and say, hey, let me stop. And I have permission to stop and say, let me instill in them the things I didn't get to put into my own children that I wish I could have. So they light me up. They keep me going for sure. Beauty of being a grandparent, I think Beauty right there for yes. sure. Yes. Last one. Give me one word that describes your life today. Amazing. That's going to be amazing. With all the good, the bad, and the ugly I'm going to say amazing because I still have to look at all the positive things I have going for me. Now, it is just like roses every day, but I would say my life is amazing for sure. What a great way to close out this show. Miss Donna, thank you for being vulnerable, for sharing parts of your story and just um, letting your light shine and being that advocate. I really appreciate you being on Picking Strawberries today. Thank you. My pleasure, Rhonda. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Donna, for coming on the Picking Strawberries podcast and for being vulnerable. You know, we live in this Instagram world where that's what you see, the shiny, the beautiful, the best of everything. And today you kind of peeled back that layer for us and it got real and it got authentic. And I appreciate that you were able to step in that space with us. And I have no doubt that someone listening needs to hear what you had to say about starting over. So if you know that person, you know someone who would benefit from the podcast today with Miss Donna, or they're finding themselves in situations where they need to start over, please share it with them. The more we shine, the more we let others shine with us.